Welcome to Thirsty on Tune, where we drink wine and read webtoons. Hi, I'm your co-host Bronwyn, your webtoon obsessive, dopamine addicted, idiots in love, and slow burn sommelier. And I'm your co-host Chris, webtoons acolyte, enemies to lovers lover, and banter core aficionado. So pull up a page, pour yourself a drink, and let's dive in. You're thirsty on Maine, we're thirsty on Tune. And do we have somebody special on the line with us today? We do. We do. We have somebody in our corner today. We have Steve. <gasps> Welcome, <Hi>, kids. Bronwyn, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know Steve? I believe we may have met him passing once a number of years ago. At a party across a smoky-filled room. Yeah, I mean, he certainly looks like that cute gentleman I remember. <laughs> really? Did he did he do bad Krusty the Clown impressions when you met him? Uh, he's lucky he didn't. <laughs> Things might have gone differently. Whoa. <laughs> uh. Hi. 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 <laughs> Are you thirsty tonight? I am very parched and I am, uh, I am very happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me onto the show. This is amazing. Yeah, I'm so glad you could be here. Are you drinking anything special tonight? I am drinking a nice, cold, bubbly water Ooh. that tastes like three different berries in my mouth. Ooh. Ooh. Party. It's, quite, it's quite tasty. I'm going to get so smashed. On this non-alcoholic water. And Bronwyn, are you drinking anything interesting tonight? Well, I am drinking a different kind of bubbly, but I added gin to mine. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) And I am once again drinking wine out of the glass that can fit a whole bottle, but hopefully not the whole bottle will be drunk. We'll see. At least not in one episode. No, we are filming too. Who knows what'll happen? Exactly. <laughs> Anybody's guess. Anybody's guess. <laughs> so what did we read for this one? We read a perfectly happy, innocent comic where nothing bad happens called Everything is Fine. <gasps> By the lying liar who lies, Mike Birchall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, so we we invited Steve on for one reason only, and it's that we couldn't get him to read this otherwise. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> Listen, I got, I'm very busy. <laughs> He's a very a, important man. You I know. got a lot of books to read. But you invite him on a podcast and he'll read anything, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I'm so glad that you had chosen this book for me. It was quite the ride, and I'm sure that we will uh, we'll get into it. I'll have to bring my my cork board with my pins and my strings and all of my theories out a little bit later when we get into yes. it. I have yes. one of those too. I wrote Bronwyn earlier today on my second reread and went, I've got it. I've got it. I cracked it. I think I'm wrong, but <laughs> I would love to hear it. We I'm will definitely ears. get into it. We'll definitely it. get there. We'll get there. So 
I talked about this book on the Talking Comics podcast this past week for just a little bit, like just to tease it. It is so hard to talk about this without spoilers. It sure is. It oh sure my God. is. It I couldn't sure even is. do it justice. I'm like sitting there trying to like grasp at things. I'm like, oh, you got to just, you just got to trust me. You just got to trust me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think my descriptions involve a lot of hand waving, literally. Yeah. Like, it's just <laughs> unnerving. Like, you unnerving can't describe this yeah. book without significant eye contact, you know? <laughs> It's just the Bo Burnham song, Prolonged Eye Contact. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what the best part about all of this is that, like, obviously we're going to get into spoiler territory. So right up front, if you have not read this, go read this. Hit pause right now. We'll wait. Yeah. Go read it. Come back and then join us. Because A, completely worth it. B, it's on hiatus right now, so you got some time. You know, you've got your catch up on first season and then we'll all be ready for season two. Yes. (laughs) And see, we're going to go into deep spoiler territory and you still won't know what's going on. (laughs) And if I could add, when you're doing your read through, read the top comments on every one of them. (laughs) Every single one. The top comment is gold, Jerry. My favorite one is what did the wickedy whack tattily dack happen? Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> was it? Yeah, snick snack paddywhack no, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, what did the tiddlywhack snick snack paddywhack just happen? I died reading that. I, I died. Yeah. It's fun to watch everyone else have no idea what's going on. You feel not alone. Community <laughs> validated. <laughs> it's amazing. Yes. Do you want to take us through the blurb for this one, Chris? Yes, I do. Sam and Maggie are a normal couple in a normal house in a normal neighborhood. There is nothing strange about their heads, their neighbors, or their sweet little dog. Everything is fine. Lies. Yeah, everything is not fine. <laughs> nothing is this. fine, one might say. <laughs> oh, God. So for genre, I described this as horror slash Creepy, existential, oh God, 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 oh God. Yeah. Great, great summary. Steve, what about you? Um I well, off the off the top of my head, it just reminds me of, let's say, Pleasantville meets WandaVision meets Lost. Okay. I think a lot of the a lot of the progression you mentioned the comment section. Yeah. Seeing those comments and watching people discover the story as it went along, that same like sense of community and mm-hmm. fervor around what might be happening very very much reminded me of when Lost was both yeah. good and on the air. Uh that was a communal thing for me and my friends and yeah. This gave me those vibes. Yeah. So those that's such those, a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Those three shows, those three things remind me a lot of this. That's my that's my genre is television shows. Okay. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Mine is unhinged, so prepare yourselves. I thought you were just gonna leave it at unhinged. So I mean, there you go. <laughs> no, it gets worse. 
Oh, my genre for this is unsettling dystopian surrealist Mr. Rogers as nightmare fuel horror. So <laughs> <laughs> nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> you have a specific gift for genre. I swear. It is years of AO3 tags. <laughs> Quite clearly. <laughs> How about we just call it like snick snack diddly whack horror? Yeah. <laughs> snick snack diddly whack horror. That is the new genre. Yes. <laughs> hundred percent. Oh my God. A thousand kudos to the person who commented that because it made my freaking day. I read it both times that I read through this. Me too. I laughed both times. (laughs) Oh God. Oh yes. So (sighs) characters. I, okay. So for the first time in our so far recording history, Mm -hmm. I have a favorite character. Me too like an actual favorite, like a came out yep. above everybody else favorite. Yeah. Maggie is my Maggie. Queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would say also the first time in thirsty history, I have very few favorite characters. <laughs> I mean, yes, there are in the, other characters. In the best way. <laughs> yeah. And like, there are other great characters, characters like I, yeah. that I want to comment on, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but Maggie, like, I yeah. love her. Don't fuck with me. You will not win attitude. Yes. Like straight up. I don't usually have a favorite because there are too many, but in this case, no, I love wins. Sam. I love Charlie. I even, I love Tom for sheer evilness. Yeah. Maggie is my one and only. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Maggie is heads above everyone else. She has cat heads above Giant everyone cat else. Heads above everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also put on mine Charlie and Judy, the new character mm-hmm. we just got. I like them. And that's where my list ends. Everywhere else is on thin Aww. ice. <laughs> no, no love for Linda? No, I don't even really like Sam. I gotta be honest. <laughs> Sam, once, I think once Sam got gets with the program, yeah. he's yeah. more interesting and more yeah, likable. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, they... Mike is is the creator, correct? Yes. Like Mike really we're on a first name basis now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Good <old> Mike. <laughs> really, really Love set that guy. him up. Yeah, really set Sam up to be unlikable at the start yeah. of the yeah. story. Yeah. Whether it was for the sake of keeping up the facade mm-hmm. or forgetting or burying uh emotions or whatever. He, yeah. He explains at one point in the story that he was being like that on purpose, even yeah. though that wasn't the way he really felt. Yeah. And, and you can understand why. Yes. Which is why he yeah. gets an honorable mention from me. Yes. Yeah. I think there is a He's chance a very that, relatable character. I think he might win me over. That my my rating was based on if I actually liked them, not if I thought they were good characters. I yes. think they're all good characters. Yeah. hundred percent around. I just don't like Sam. Maybe one day I will. I I <laughs> enjoyed I enjoyed Linda to a degree. I have a thing for like delightfully evil yeah. characters. Yeah. Uh, if you ask me who my favorite villains are, I probably couldn't tell you. I'd have to think about it for a really long time. But when yeah. I'm in the moment and someone is either really hamming it up or really leaning into Ewan McGregor from Birds of Prey. Yes. As Sionis, like yeah. just eating up the room, chewing yeah. the scenery yes. and enjoying life and being that character and just yeah. celebrating how delightfully evil he is. Linda had that like Stepford yep. wife thing. She she's the character that reveals like 
she wasn't taking the drugs the whole time. <laughs> yeah. She acted like she was, but she wasn't. And she's been plotting and she wants yeah. to move to Lakeview and the whole bit. When she, when, <laughs> when she reveals that, like when she laughs at her husband for suggesting that the neighbors have killed Tom. <laughs> yeah. I just, I died. That was such a brilliant moment. Like that was such a good reveal. I was howling. I have done couples therapy. And let me just say that was a relatable moment of watching somebody be so wrong. So confidently. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're all great. Uh, Yeah. I think Linda and Tom are such good villains. Oh my God. They are terrifying. Like what? Yeah. We'll get into specifics on it, but mustache on the, mask like the cough <laughs> mask has goofy a mustache. mustache that oh now God. haunts my dreams right <laughs> uh can i just mention really quick uh yeah. before we we move on from favorite characters i mentioned yeah. linda a lot but maggie is definitely my number one yes charlie is also a great yeah. character yep uh and eventually sam and there's another one julian who I really hope it shows up in future episodes. Yeah. Because yeah. they were they were a delight when they came on for as little as they were used. Yeah. I have more on that later, but I was just like, yes. Yeah. I, yeah, I think Julian's gonna be interesting. Yeah. I enjoyed Julian for the little bit that we got so far. Yeah. yeah. Big time. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So ships? Yes. <laughs> well, I've got them. Good. <laughs> okay. This was hard. Right? <laughs> No, it's not that shippy. No, I have one. I do have one. I I promise you. But one's unhinged. (laughs) Oh my God. When you say that, you mean it. I've heard you're unhinged. Yes, I mean it. I mean it. I do. Steve, do you want to go first? You seem to have strong feelings. Yes, I want to hear this. So I have two ships in this book of people that I think could have or should have gotten together that did not. So uh, I think that uh, Maggie and Charlie. Yeah, that's mine. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Maggie and Charlie for sure. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say Julian and Sam. Ooh. As well, because, and this is, this is the same for both situations of both sets of characters. Mm -hmm. Because of the like emotionless nature of the masks, you right. really don't know what they're thinking. And there's that whole scene of Maggie and Charlie at the table together and staring at each other from across the table. And yeah. because you don't have expressions, like as the reader, you have to basically insert what you think they're eyeing each other about. Right. And I completely and totally thought that they were going to have an affair and that was where the story was leading. And then the whole basement thing gets introduced. Yeah. You find out that that was never a part of it at all. Not even a little, (laughs) you know, just one of the books, many surprises, but in those moments I was like there. And I wrote that in my, in my notes next to the Sam and Julian thing, just in all caps, the heat. (laughs) Yes. I would be on board for this. (laughs) There's major, major heat in yeah. those expressionless expressions <laughs> that they're sharing. I agree. Okay, so, so for wild. the record, I am flailing silently at this. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel like everyone knew. 
No, it's true. I'm on board for all of this. Like scroll back to those panels I, and look yeah. at the way, like those awkward pause panels mm-hmm. where they're just, one of them says something strange and they're all trying, like you're all processing what they just said, but in those moments, they're locking eyes with one another. Yeah. And I'm like, they're going to do it. Like this is <laughs> season, so. season three, Julian and Sam are going to just get I, together. I suspect there will be more sex in the next one, which has to do with my prediction. So we'll get there, okay. but I have a strong feeling sex is part of season two. I like this. All right. All right. Okay. Here. Um, so my, okay. So my first ship is I went cannon and then head and then head cannon. Love so it. cannon. Sam and Maggie, because I like Sam better than the two of you guys do. And I really liked how they connected once mm-hmm. the foil was up. Mm-hmm. I, I, I liked that they established that they actually had an emotional connection. I liked that they, yeah, you know, that they connected through some honest communication. I, I thought that was lovely, Yeah, but I definitely saw the heat with Maggie and Charlie. The heat. So my headcanon is definitely Maggie in a throne in that red dress with Charlie and Sam on it. Yeah, throuple! Oh my God. <laughs> Get it. You know what? Good. <laughs> and, I mean, Charlie is still alive. It could still happen. Exactly. Just saying. Exactly. That twist. I don't understand how, but I gasped both times I read Freaking- it. <laughs> Maggie is a queen, okay? Yeah. She is going to be ruling this shit by the she end. She is, and she should be. Yeah, she should be. <laughs> <laughs> we love a girl boss. Hell yeah. <laughs> I've, got, uh, I've got predictions. We'll get into them later. Oh my God. Yeah. I feel like I, predi- this is the first time predictions going to be our longest segment. <laughs> I am excited to hear. I am here for this because I had very little for that section. So I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm, oh, I, I am good. I'm going to be like, yeah, um, just so the, much. The uh, always study in Philadelphia gif of like the yes. conspiracy. <laughs> I am Char. I am Charlie Day in this in this episode while reading. Everything is fine. Me too. Okay, so you guys can leave story specific comments to me, and I will leave predictions to you. Right, I have both. So okay, well, no, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks. Uh, I know. Yeah. Do we want to get into themes a little before we go off the rails? Oh my god! Yes. Right. <laughs> what okay no like legitimately Ooh. yeah in all caps a whole whack load of what the ever loving fuck yeah yeah also big brother is watching mm-hmm. with hints of a cab <laughs> yes i would say strong hints of a cab yeah strong strong hints of a cab i don't know if you could call it a hint <laughs> no 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 sorry i was going for sarcasm font but i, I often it, fail at that it. no uh, <laughs> For uh, for those listening that don't know what a cab is, oh, <laughs> all cops are bastards. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> all right. No yeah. comment. <laughs> oh, obviously, grief. Grief is a huge thing. Yes. Here. Yeah. Grief um, and which trauma are huge. I thought was really interesting though, because I believe this is a pretty incredible examination of how poorly we handle grief as a culture. Yeah. Yeah. So like all other things aside, all of the crazy wackadoodleness of this story, mm-hmm. um, all of the big brother and societal commentary, which I honestly like, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I know. No, I am a hundred percent sure. I don't know what's going on most of the time in this story. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it's a social commentary and I definitely know it's scathing. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I've got a few ideas of what I think it's saying, but (laughs) (laughs) we'll get to that. That's next. (laughs) But yeah. But I really like how they deal with grief. I agree. Yeah, it's it's an interesting kind, like grief and collective trauma, right? Like I felt this story a lot right now going through a global pandemic, right? Because how we share a trauma that we're experiencing is one of the themes. And obviously Mm -hmm. their way of sharing it is by not talking about it, but that's not, I mean, obviously that's forced upon them, but that's not unusual way to deal with it collectively. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I thought the way they all managed to kind of use their different micro expressions which again is a funny thing to say when they're all wearing giant cat head masks yeah but they do like they have different ways of expressing their level of frustration or level of compliance with this overarching um kind of force that is dictating how they deal with this collective trauma you know like Maggie has this barely restrained sense of sort of feral energy. Yes. Loki variant of the episode. I wrote that down. (laughs) (laughs) There's one every episode. (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) and, and Sam is the, he's the, he's the oldest child. You know, he's the one who says, if I follow all the rules and I do all the things that are ex- are expected of me, if I manage to actually get straight A's and do everything yeah. right, then I will actually get the reward. It's the carrot yeah. and the stick. And he thinks that every time he takes the stick, he will eventually get the carrot, even though he never gets it. Yes. You know, he has a moment when he says, I believe it's going to work because it has to. Yeah. 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 That, that, um, in therapy, we call it the just world fallacy. This idea that yeah. thing, I want things to be just, so I will just keep believing that they yeah. are, even when the evidence tells me it isn't. Exactly. You know, and then you have Charlie who has quietly yeah. decided to let go of all connection. Yeah. All community, mm-hmm. you know, all kind of, he, he's not he's not being bound by this societal kind of agreement anymore, but neither is he kind of participating in society either. Right. Like he doesn't want to join the group. He doesn't want to participate with the neighbors. He's not helping anyone else get out. He's Mm -hmm. until he connects with Maggie. Right. 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 So you get to see kind of a variety of how these people are dealing with this, this enforced kind of uh, atmosphere. Yeah. It's, it's the way people in society deal with oppression, right? Like they're, you know, the people, some people are broken by it. Some people fight against it. And some people like Tom begin to enjoy it, which was, that was interesting where he's like, I'm going to, you know, I'm a, he's, he's a cop. He's like, I'm going to lean into, I'm going Mm -hmm. to oppress others. You know, he might have his own problems, but he, at this point he enjoys harming other people. Okay. Now we're going right into favorite quotes. (laughs) Yeah. It's in mine too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i think there's also if we're going to talk about that scathing commentary though mm-hmm, please do. there there is like two things that stood out to me were anti-capitalism and anti-gender norms like yeah hard hard the, the conversation they have around the dinner table where they're talking about what they do for a living i was like wow capitalism be damned <laughs> <laughs> oh my god the boxes where the do boxes. you work it's a box incinerator yeah 
Yeah, where yeah. He, he's like, I do, I transfer the boxes to here. And he's like, oh, I transfer the boxes to here. We all don't know where they go. And then the final guy goes, I'm the one that burns them. And they sit there in silence. Yeah. You God. have to wonder, <laughs> is that is that all just busy work? Is that all just sections of warehouses or whatever making boxes to presumably have things put in them, but they never do. They just end up at another factory where they're burned. And it's just this like Ouroboros of box making. I think so. I think that's that's exactly what it is. And I think it's an interesting allegory for right now. (laughs) Right. No, I mean, I mean, surely, because what is, you know, we're, we're, let's get real into the weeds. Uh, what is <laughs> capitalism if not to control people? I mean, it what is, is, yeah. that's what it is, right? This is what the commentary is. That's why zombies are often a metaphor for capitalism. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yep. Everyone sleep well tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you finished your Into the Drowning Deep against my better judgment. Oh, God, I did. <laughs> This is Don't also worry. The, the government really only has our best interests at heart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> any, day, any day now, any day now, they're just going to peel the skin pack and we're all going to we're all going to see. <laughs> the lizards we'll see. are here for us. <laughs> yeah. I think I saw that on Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that at the end of a Weird Al uh, music video. So it must be true. <laughs> I saw that in V, so I don't. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh God. Yeah. And so then the, the gender roles was the other part of that that stuck out to me for whatever reason, whoever's yeah. making them play this dance is enforcing strict gender roles. Like yeah. this is wife work and this is husband work and this right. is how you dress. Oh my God. Bronwyn, were you like, was your skin crawling during the scene where Linda's like, oh, I wish I could show off whatever <gasps> without feeling bad. Like I physically, yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> This is the kind of feminism that takes away from yours and adds to mine. (laughs) I love how deliberate this book is in making you feel the things that you feel while you're reading it. Mm -hmm. Like there's no guesswork in how you're supposed to feel in the moments that come throughout this story. You are clearly supposed to be very uncomfortable reading this conversation when they all get together for dinner. Yeah. Like it, it goes from just being like awkward neighbor talk where you're like, all right, look, we'll go over there for like an hour, maybe an hour and a half. And we'll just do weather talk. You yeah. know, we'll talk about our jobs. We'll talk mm-hmm. about the, pan- well, for now, the pandemic or whatever. Yeah. And, but no, it's, it's so much more than that. I actually really deeply love how much this comic leans into the discomfort yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. and it's in everything. It's actually, it's in how the panels are set up. It's yes. in the silence in between the conversations. Yes. There's so much silence. And yeah. how, again, I, and I wrote this down. How is there so much significant eye contact when they're all wearing masks, but there is, is. and it's like just little zoom panels and all of the silent, yeah. like they let everything sit in this awkwardness. And then there's the really excellent use of that vertical scroll format where it just keeps that sense of creeping unease going. Yeah. This is, it feels a lot like the movie us Yes, where you're like, I don't know what's happening, but I am deeply uncomfortable with everything. (laughs) So unsettled. (laughs) I am on a razor's edge and I don't know why all we're doing is talking about our pet dog, but I'm like, Oh God. (laughs) 
Speaking of the pet dog. Uh, ready for story specific? <laughs> oh my God. I am ready for story specific. Yeah, I, got, because I got lots of these. Me too. And can we talk about the word munch and how that's never going to be okay oh. again? God. God. Uh, oh, yep. <laughs> Oh, uh, munch, 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 munch. Munch has joined moist in the pantheon oh, yeah. of words uh, people don't like. Agreed. Yep. I didn't think I had a problem with that word, but now I do. <laughs> I love that your first note was about the dog because my first note is just the dog with an exclamation point. <laughs> like, and the thing is, we never find out what actually happened to kill the dog. Right, because the dog was dead to begin with. It was dead to begin with and had been for some time. Oh, yeah. But- the flies. There were flies like that. It clearly did not smell good anymore. You know, I love how a comic smelled. Like I just felt like this. I was like, how am I smelling this? (laughs) (laughs) This is a sensory affair. And in, in like in a disturbing way. Right now, Steve Brownwin said that you had initially reacted with, I don't know why they recommended this. And then at one point you switched. Okay. So Is it the dog scene? <laughs> no, I actually okay, I, curious. <laughs> I wrote down I wrote down in my my other notes. I have two different documents of notes for this thing. <laughs> it deserves uh, it. And I'm trying to skip over some of the stuff cuz I know we're going to talk about art. I have a lot to say about the art too. Oh, yes, me too. Um so the other thing that this reminds me of ever so slightly. It is not nearly as crude yet, mm-hmm. but if you've ever read anything from Simon Hanselman, the Megan Mog series, no. I feel, well, I don't know. It's, it is a, it is an acquired taste okay. to be certain. Um, I think you have to be a special kind of fucked up to really, <laughs> really truly enjoy it. Um, I've read every volume <laughs> I get a kick out of it, yeah. But um, loves I, it. I, yeah. I think that everything is fine can hang in that same category Ooh. of of fucked upness. Um, so let me see what I have here. Okay. Uh, oh no, I can't say that because it's art related. Anyway, my first thought was mm, bacon because we smelled. You talk about a comic book smelling with the dog. I smelled that bacon. Yes, a hundred percent. That yes. bacon smelled delicious. My next uh, note is Frank, but cat heads. If you've ever seen the movie Frank with <laughs> oh, yes. Michael Fassbender, uh, <laughs> there's an eerie calm about this book. Some weird shit is about to go down. Then weird shit went down. <laughs> and we have and not then, left the first episode. Just FYI, people. <laughs> the the line uh, we have to forget. Yeah. Is. And I said, ah, there, there it is. There's the weird. That was when <laughs> things took a turn for me and it clicked as to why this was recommended for me. Because the first little bit, I was like, this is like, this is kind of cute. And and I'll talk about it more in art, but like things that it reminded me of. And I'm like, yeah, I could see me liking this. And I was like, but why specifically was like both Bronwyn and Chris just clawing to be like, you guys do read And I'm like, I finally got there and I was like, you know me so well. <laughs> Yay. My, yeah, my we twisted, <laughs> twisted brain that just loves a really good mystery. Yeah. You know, like I love every question. I, I, I for every question that gets answered, another question is asked in its place. Yeah. And at least one. <laughs> yeah. Like, and sometimes like those types of breadcrumb trails it feels like the creator's stalling for a time or it feels like every aspect of the story uh, 
for this is important to understand like what the yeah. hell is going on. Truly. Um, I really enjoyed the not knowing yeah. in yeah. this story. Me like too. it was, it was fun. It was intense and it was intriguing, but it wasn't frustrating. No. I feel like with this story, it feels so deliberate at every yeah. step. Like this is an incredible, like this isn't a story that's crafted from episode to episode. This mm-hmm. is a story that was plotted and crafted from beginning to end. And right. then each episode was sort of pieced out through that, you know, yeah. like, yeah, this feels extremely deliberate, like, especially because it's so pared down, you know, like there, yeah. it is, this is like, you know, when a chef can tell when a dish is, spectacularly well-made or not yes. and it's much easier it, it's easier to to tell when a chef is really really good by a simple dish right than by an a very complex dish because complex dish is easy to hide kind of shortcuts and mistakes and things like that whereas something simple like a mm-hmm. creme brulee or something like that like it's simple ingredients it's yeah. care and it's technique and yeah. and that yeah. is what shows right. your skill level, right? And I think this is something like that. It yeah, it's very deliberate. It's very well executed, and it shows yeah. skill. Yeah. Like, yeah. Speak- oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say the in the recent Q and A, the writer said uh, that he knows what the last panel is. Yeah, like, it is that well thought out in advance. So yeah. you can really tell. Yeah. You can. You were talking about the deliberateness and the delivery of the story. One of the things that I noticed was that the length of the episodes were kind of each one was their own length that you talk about like careful plotting. Each one of those episodes felt like a scene in like a larger play, if you will. Mm -hmm. But it was segmented so, so well. And there were so many amazing cliffhangers you yeah. know, just oh, God, sto- yeah. story beats that you didn't even know that you were waiting for. And then they happen within the last couple of scrolls and your head is still spinning <laughs> and they end on this killer line, which I wrote for like favorite quotes or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but just you have, you have to stay up. You have to read the next one. You have to pray that it's available. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I'm going to die when we start going episode to episode again. And it's going to be hard. <laughs> it's going to be the worst. Was we'll this, be fast passing it. <laughs> that's, oh, yes. Was this all out when you picked it up? Yeah. Or? yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah it, it got recommended on the front page because season two is coming out soon. And so oh. I started reading it and then I immediately was like, Broadwood, <laughs> read it. And unlike someone we know, I listen when I'm told. <laughs> and it like the next day. <laughs> I'm never going to live this down. No, no. not ever. I know. Um, no, no, you're not. <laughs> so another story specific that I desperately loved was this glorious moment when they're getting ready for that dinner with the neighbors and Maggie has destroyed the dress that Sam laid out for her, opting for that sexy red number. Uh-huh. And he mentions that it doesn't match his tie. And she, her response is, get a new tie. <laughs> this is my next note as well. <laughs> oh, this is the Loki oh, variant. I love it. She's such a friggin queen i love her so much right she follows that up too because the neighbors start making comments on it and like you should cover up or whatever and uh, the neighbor goes sam tell her to cover up and she goes try it (laughs) (laughs) that's in the quotes quotes. and just like 
how you can how you can tell from her face when it never changes, but you can. Yeah. She's just like, I kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure, Maggie? It's no trouble. Sam, maybe you can help me convince the little lady. She goes, oh, go on, Sam. Try me. <laughs> I am glorious. And I little, aspire to that. <laughs> that little beat, that little beat when you're scrolling in between the lines, it could have all been in the one place, no. but it hangs for a second so that you can, you can feel it. You know, it's coming. Sit in it. Yeah. <laughs> so like you stew it. It was like the, the eternity scroll. I was like, oh, yeah. here it comes. And then she <laughs> totally said it. it like, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. Oh, our queen. Oh, it, Sam. <laughs> So good. <laughs> oh God. So my next specific is uh Charlie's trains <laughs> air quotes. Oh my god, this whole scene. So Charlie invites her over to see what's in his basement, his model trains, which you know, the most heavy air quotes any comic has ever had. Right. Uh, and then immediately gets caught and is put on red status i think that's the episode where everything fucking turns so hard yeah <laughs> just like it's been coming and then it happens <laughs> that's a left at albuquerque like we have not seen yet <laughs> what do you we haven't talked about this what do you both think of the red state like when you found out what actually happens where they yeah. go when that triggers what did you think well like there's only so much we know about it so far. Like, yeah, there let's are all hints. say what we think happened. Let's just go with that. What do we think happens when so, the red state happens? For me, it seems like when they get the red state, they are subjected to either what is, in fact, the worst moment of their life or mm -hmm. what could be the worst moment of their life or what was like. It's like they're all victims of um, extortion, right? Yeah, like, there are yes. no children in this. Right. in this whole neighborhood and it seems like the children have been held hostage yes and if they do yeah. something out of line their children are going to die yes and all they can do is forget because yes. once they start to wake up to what's going on they, they know that they'll start to cause trouble exactly. and if the system breaks down then their kids are harmed yes. presumably and so and it seems like they're being shown this image of their children dying right do we think yeah. they're really dying? I guess is what I, I don't know. And like, okay. So did anybody else pick I, this up mm, with the red status thing when they're setting Linda to red status? Uh -huh. Like, so when they set Charlie to red status, they had his age and his height and his measurements and his. Yes. Like oh, that I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. But then when they set Linda to red status, she was 82 years old and 385 pounds. And how oh, I missed yeah. this. Yeah. Like her yeah. stats were really bonkers. Oh yeah, she's in her like she's in her eighties, and oh the, the, the weight is all, all the information is like. So they're not. Oh, they might not be there at all. Okay, this feeds into my prediction. <laughs> yeah, it um, could be a simulation, right? Yeah. Oh my god! Especially because they're systematically destroying the neighborhoods in yeah. those little blocks that kind of look like a server farm. Yep. Oh, yep. Oh yeah. See, oh we didn't god, even yeah. talk about this. And we're on the same. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love it. Oh my God. Okay. This is all lining up with my grand theory as well. So I'm excited. So that's exciting. Yeah. I definitely thought they were really killing them, but I could see it not being what's happening. I don't know. They're but, definitely torturing them. But like, yeah, for sure. they didn't right. kill Charlie. 
Like he, he no, so I, my think, th- yeah, I don't think, true. oh, they're, I mean the children, oh, they the could children. be killing the children. I don't know, yeah. but they're definitely, when no. they go red status, they're just making them feral. Like they don't have any access to society anymore. So right. they don't have access to food. They don't have access to supplies right. or water or clothes or anything like that. So they have to rely on the kindness of their neighbors, which their neighbors are punished if they show any kindness. So like to the point where they're literally programmed to poison their garbage before they put it out so that people can't even scavenge their garbage. How creepy was that? So creepy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) Oh God. It was so bad. That was why they fed the dog to the, the person outside. Munch, munch, munch. munch. What if the dog got into the garbage? I mean, I think that the person has good enough at smelling it was what it was implied there because yeah. they smelled it in the garbage, but okay. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe it was just willing to take the risk and die. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, well, and like they only poisoned the garbage when they were going to take it out. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God. I just figured it out. What? Okay. What? What if it was Agatha all along? <laughs> we got it. We got there. <laughs> oh my God. Is that the Rick roll now? <laughs> What's the dog's name again? Winston. Winston. And I killed Winston too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. There you go. Mystery oh. one, mystery solved. Okay. So I want, I have another mystery then. Okay. What do you guys think of Maggie's tattoo? Oh my God. I love it. Right? Yeah. But like, what do you think? Cause it's a carrot and like, um, an onion and like a green vegetable of some kind. So like, uh-huh. Do you think it has, am I like barking up the wrong tree here? What is that? I doubt it. I doubt you are because I feel like everything's intentional. So why don't I remember this? It was in the scene. She's sitting on the bed and she's in her underwear. And it's like, you can, it's the first time you're really seeing her, you know? And I think there's part of it where it's like, oh, she's more than, you know, what she's seeing. She has this tattoo, but I think you're right. It's got to mean something, right? I feel like this is not Zocker. There's no metaphorical eye patches here. Everything really is a metaphor. Exactly. <laughs> so, something oh. is going on. Oh. I just, oh my God. Like, we're just like, it's Mephesto. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually we're going to be right. <laughs> we hit enough nails. We'll get yeah. the right one. We did. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I have I have no interpretation of it, but I agree there is one. Right? Like you just uh, there's no other there's no other extraneous ornamentation anywhere. So for her to have right. a tattoo strikes me as I mean, that we know purpose. of because we really don't Doesn't, see nudity much other than her. Julian has a like a decal. He has a butterfly. Yeah. Right. And then space. and the mayor has a spot. Heart. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. heart. Around so the eye. Hmm. I thought maybe that was a uh, Lakeview um, thing. Lakeview thing, yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. But they could all have tattoos for all we know, because everyone mm-hmm. else was intentionally covering up. Yeah. And so, I mean, I I don't think of anything on the masks specifically as, okay. as Ooh. you know. Good point. Good point. What if the tattoos are to, like, categorize them or label them? Maybe yeah. Yeah. they serve certain functions outside of the simulation man <laughs> maybe. maybe it's the matrix you know? maybe it is. maggie maybe. maggie maggie really works in like you know she's retilling the fields for all you know working on the space station to right. get food going on for the new colonies or maybe it's like if it's maybe it's something to do with the like weird gender politics and it's about women reproducing or something could be 
you know? Because there are a lot of weird gender politics in this, right? Yeah. It's something. (laughs) That's that's my confident opinion. It means something. (laughs) Okay. And, but okay. One last story specific for me though. Okay. It's just Maggie straight up myrtleizing Tom and telling him why. Yes. Yes. That whole section, her hiding the body, framing the neighbors. I was fist pumping, like, get them, Maggie, take them down. Right. (laughs) She's not my murder baby. She's my murder lady. Yeah. She's a goddamn murder queen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) On this show, we support women's rights, but also women's wrongs. (laughs) Exactly. Amazing. She is oh, so great. Thousand percent. I would man, that plan was so good. It was one of those moments where I was just like, wow, a well-crafted murder. You. Like hats off. Like, hats off. Good, yeah. <laughs> How to get away with murder season four is looking real great. <laughs> How to use tracking technology against them. Honestly, uh God, it was so good. Oh my God. When she turns to Sam, when he asks her what she threw out the window and she says, well, I'll tell you, but you're not going to like it. (laughs) (laughs) Just the murder weapon. No big deal. No big deal. Love it. I remember that moment when we found (laughs) out that it was the hammer that she threw. I was just like, what? (laughs) Why? Of all things. Anything in there. Why though? <laughs> why, why the murder weapon? Why? <laughs> like uh Terry from Broken Nine Line. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Oh, because she was feeling nibby. You know? Oh boy. You know. <laughs> oh god. Uh, all right. You know what? I need to hear some of your predictions. Oh, uh, Chris, do you want to go first? Because I got a whole thing here. Okay. (laughs) All I got is there will be blood tonight. (laughs) I'm about to galaxy braid this shit. And it's probably so incorrect. (laughs) I told Broadway today, I was like, I've never been more confident, which is why I'm sure I'm wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's impossible to predict this this without sounding like you're going slightly mad. So here we go. Hold on to your butts. Two things I think are happening. I think this is some sort of punishment. And the reason I think that is because of Linda and um, Linda's husband, whose name has just gone from my brain. What's his name? Uh, Bob. Bob. Linda and Bob, um, they're kept saying every time someone was like, how are you? They say better than I deserve. Oh yeah. Yeah. Repeatedly. And I was like, why though? Because obviously they don't feel bad about the current murderizing plans they have going on. Nope. I think there's something go like, I think this is punishment of some kind. Like, I don't know if I think it's a saw scenario or what, but I think it's some kind of punishment. Um, But more than that, I think the punishment is specifically that they are getting put in different genres of horror. Here's my reason. Okay, right. go with me. <laughs> so the, the writer says in the Q&A, I'd already started thinking this, but I read the Q&A and I was like, I'm fucking right. I'm right. <laughs> because he goes, if you liked the first season, you should watch Step for Wives. And if you want to get ready for season two, you should watch Friday the 13th. Oh. 
they're at a lake. Everybody's suddenly hot. They have outfits that are teed, like those teed, like at a lake outfits. And this is why I think one, there's going to be sex in the next one, but they're going to die for it. Yep. (laughs) I think that each season, which is supposedly there will be five, is going to be them moving to a new neighborhood that is a different genre of horror. That's cool. Oh, I like that. Galaxy brain away, friend. That is awesome. I want it. I did read that that Q&A and I, I picked up on that Friday the 13th thing too. Yeah. Right. Because I was like, what? <laughs> Wouldn't have thought that with what we had, Brad. So I was like revising whole theory. <laughs> right. Like a whole a whole cast of new characters to possibly kill off. Yep. 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 It's going to get possibly. sexy and We're it's going to get bloody. <laughs> We're definitely getting bloody. I did say there will be blood. There I'm telling be. you, Sam and Julian, it's going to happen. It okay. is. And one of them or both of them will die for it. Mm-hmm. Probably. <laughs> because sex is always punished in horror. It's so. true. <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. All right, Steve, hit us. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. I'm going to move my notes over to this screen. <laughs> so excited for this. Yes, me too. Okay. Um. I'll start off by saying that I'm probably wrong about <laughs> all of this. And I'm going to ask a lot of questions. Excellent. Okay. Love it. My first note is, honestly, I have no idea. None <laughs> <laughs> of us do. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we know that whoever is behind the madness has taken everyone's children and either incinerated them or is keeping them in another, I'm going to call it a construct mm. uh, entirely. Neighborhood is also a good thing. Uh I could see one of the seasons switching perspectives to the kids uh, that have been taken and both sides desperately trying to escape and reunite. I could see that could be their it season. Like the kids fighting a monster. That would be amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So (laughs) I can see, (laughs) I could see an ending to this where once the true purpose of the construct is revealed, Maggie and Sam take the operation over realizing how important it is to a much larger problem that we've yet to be introduced to. Um, That seems a little bit, we've seen that before. And if I've learned anything from this series, it's that I can't predict anything. So that one might be garbage. Um, I could also see an ending where they survive and just burn it all to the ground. Yeah. uh, For sure. Uh, I think it's interesting that there are scheduled burnings of the neighborhoods Mm-hmm. Had Sam and Maggie not framed Bob and Linda and never made it into Lakeview, they would have been sacrificed just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. What is the purpose of keeping them alive? Mm-hmm. What's the deal with the green liquid inside the cat masks? Yeah. Uh, right. Is that brain matter beneath the mask or is it like, does the creator want us to think that it is every time that we see what looks like brain matter beneath the masks, it's only because we assume that's what it is. The yeah. room is never like well lit when you see those cracks in the mask. What if it's just stuffing and we Aww. just have yet to see it lit in such a way that we were, oh, it's stuffing. It's not, you know, gray matter or whatever. <laughs> is that your brain matter? Or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> <laughs> munch, munch, munch. <laughs> so. Uh, those are, those are some of my thoughts about where the story could possibly Mm -hmm. go. I think of everything that I've written down, I think the strongest thing is that maybe 
they switch perspectives mm-hmm. at some like point that. in the story. And too. we see either what's happening outside of the simulation or we find out where the kids are and maybe they're in similar circumstances where they believe that their parents are in danger and they're being farmed for whatever reason and separated Mm. out and then burned off because they don't serve a purpose. I just don't know what the purpose is. Right. What if this is like full Magnus files and it's like, like they're farming their fear and their pain and their anxiety and stuff like that. Yes. I, I have another theory based on your existing theories. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Super meta. We're just going. It's it, we're gonna get there. Okay. So what if the the you move up the towns is is intentional? Like people uh, who are good enough survive. They become like the final girl of this adventure, or whatever. And the final girls go to the next town and have to survive it. And then only like one of them survives. So what if Lakeview is literally all the people that have survived incineration elsewhere? It's cat game yeah. instead of squid game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. It's the yeah. final girl like Hunger Games. <laughs> like foot fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, it's a tournament. Oh my god. The secret reveal is that somebody's doing fantasy football, controlling their lives. <laughs> At the end, it's all just a bet. <laughs> Some douche named Brad who owns the box company. 100%. my god amazing <laughs> another mystery solved Solved. That i would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you kids yeah. <laughs> that is coming perilously close to what i will call the webtoon that must not be named the broad one has heard me rant about a lot god they can't all be winners <laughs> they can't all be winners and we'll never review it because we believe in positivity on this show mm-hmm. but just know i'm out here hating it <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Oh. I um I wanted to say, are we are are we gonna talk about art style? I yeah, was just are. gonna say, let's That's do it. Okay, okay. I have a lot to say about the, art, the art style. Okay, well I'll start. Um I love that this is both creepily minimalistic and oddly visceral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love I've already said that it makes excellent use of the vertical scroll for increasing the tension and general sort of unease. Yes. Yeah. And I'm just I'm sorry, I'm still so boggled. I mean, I'm so impressed. And by like boggled, I mean like hands down impressed. Kudos mm-hmm. on how you can get so much significant eye contact and increased tension and just yeah. like this, this really creeping sense of unease with all of your characters wearing essentially the same mask. Right. And they don't change. There's no... There's no significant features. There's no, with the exception of the officers, the cops have that stupid little mustache. Yeah. The way that uh, hot pumpkin daddy can be hot without an expression, they are creepy without an expression. Yes. (laughs) This is Mastercraft. I'm telling you. (laughs) Just, is our brand of the show about to be people with faces that have no expressions? I am, no, I can't let that be true. That is not okay. It's okay for Hot Pumpkin Daddy. It's not, this is so creepy. Like, okay, 
all kudos. I'm saying that with much love. So please don't misunderstand me. I love this story. It's great. But no. (laughs) Everything is very not fine. (laughs) I am not okay. Nothing is fine. Nothing is fine. (laughs) Oh, Steve, hit us with your art thoughts. Okay. So back to what I was saying before about like my first impressions of the book when the, you know, the pressure was on, the the heat was on the street (laughs) and I open it up and immediately, I don't know why. And I, maybe I'm aging myself here pretty hardcore, but does anybody remember MS paintbrush? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It was the, the precursor to MS paint. The one that like basically had the polygonal lasso tool Oh that you God. can make like, you know, trapezoid and whatever. Yeah. Um, specifically when I looked at the clock, the alarm clock, it just, uh, it had this like almost uh vector art to it. Um, yeah. There's a game that, that Bronwyn and I have, have played on and off uh, called unpacking hmm. that I've been playing where it's, it's literally you living a young woman's life and moving to different places and packing and unpacking her stuff as mm. you move through life. It's very gripping and very moving. And oh my God, it is a, it's a total Zen game. But like the color palette of that, the way that certain scenes look, uh, I immediately thought of those things. And now that I'm thinking about that alarm clock, did anybody notice that the time? Yeah, it's at 60 instead of rolling over yep. to the oh. two zeros. What is up with that? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. God this damn. is why I'm tell I'm saying that it reminds me a little bit of Lost because yeah. Lost had stuff like that in it where they were just like, this one little thing is off, and we're not going to tell you why until like season five. Right. <laughs> you know, you'll find out that it was the alarm clock all along. <laughs> yes. Um so Agatha programmed it. <laughs> and uh I just I, I want to echo uh what Bronwyn had said earlier, mm-hmm. I love how Mike Burchell uses the webtoon format. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the scrolling, the way that certain story beats linger mm-hmm. and they let you hang in the awkwardness and in the moment. Mm-hmm. And you really, really, really feel everything that you're, that I assume we're supposed to feel while reading this story, like this was right. a roller coaster of emotions. Like I've said that about a lot of books doing the, the other podcast and everything, but this really, really, really gripped me and didn't let me go. Like I've had a problem with webtoon that the scrolling mm-hmm. uh, for some reason, I think it was a medication that I was on at the time, mm-hmm. but it was leaving me really, really nauseous, mm-hmm. like playing a video game, um, Oh, what is that thing? Audio, audio surf or something where you're constantly propelled forward. And then after you're done playing, the room feels like it's still moving and you're not. So that this broke that for me though, because yeah. I was so like just in the room with everybody and so interested in what was happening and trying to piece everything together, Yeah, you know, that I, it broke me of that, that nausea and that, that, that habit. And I thought that that was awesome. Yeah. Um, the last thing that I'll say is the scrolling for the final episode. Yes. When oh, another, the road. Another, yeah. Another thing that I love With about Webtoon the is the music aspect. Yes. Yes. So 
I've read like I, I've not I'm not the webtoon reader. Obviously, the both of you are. I've only sampled. <laughs> one is. <laughs> I've only sampled. Look, I am what things, I am. <laughs> but this is the this is the first thing that really blew me away with somebody who looked at the webtoon format and said, "How can I?" exploit this how can i use this to my advantage to tell the story that i want to tell and i just in addition to like killer writing Mm -hmm. this feels like it was also like directed and you know kudos to the editing team as well and there's some art fill-ins later and there's a musician that comes on board and that final episode when you're scrolling and you're scrolling and you're scrolling and you're doing that like the shining that ride at the beginning of the movie to the outlook hotel and that music filters in and it's so foreboding and so terrifying. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, yeah, yeah. I wish that, that, you know, image comics and, and Marvel and, and everything of the like would like have the ability at least digitally to do Mm -hmm. something like this, that if like something like comicsology, he's got on board. (laughs) I know. Like if DC can have a webtoon, you you can too, Marvel. Yeah, not uh, the last... Marvel Unlimited. Damn it. <laughs> the last thing that I'll it. say uh, for art, the thing that really really devastated me, and when we're talking about scrolling, mm. the moments where you see the two boys leap oh. from the building, oh. and you have to—that's a good like twenty-five, oh, yeah. thirty-second scroll. Yeah, a constant scroll, and you're following the scream, yeah. the lettering of the scream, and everything goes right. That's another thing, like yes. the, the color, color yeah. how the colors change when the violence comes. Yes, you know, and the whole thing of them seeing red when their eyes, the masks go red, and they're propelled into that fugue state in those moments. Yeah, like the art goes cold, and it gets really bloody and it gets really angry and violent but those kids jumping off of that building and Mm. following them down and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling until they hit the ground oh my god seriously Uh, and like it goes from such an interesting and muted sort of pastelish palette to that very visceral red yeah yeah with the violence it's it's quite an impactful change Right. The the art kind of reminded me of uh, Bojack Horseman, if Bojack yes. Horseman was trying to scare the shit out of you. <laughs> oh, I love Bojack. <laughs> no, but like, you know, the way that Bojack uses its art to make you feel sad, mostly. This yes. is like, what if we use that format to make you scream alone in your house, for example? <laughs> It's like such a pleasant looking thing without ever actually looking pleasant. It somehow is both. Mm-hmm. You're like, there's no reason why this shouldn't look pleasant, especially at first, but it doesn't. You immediately are like, no. <laughs> it's like it's attacking two parts of your brain, right? Yeah. Like there's there's one part, like your forebrain is seeing pleasant colors and yeah. soothing shapes and it's not too busy yeah. and it's, you know, whatever, but there's something attacking your hind uh-huh. brain saying, run away. This is terrifying. It's a poisonous tree frog. <laughs> you're like you have pretty colors why do i feel like i'm gonna die yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) oh my god it's so true i that my two i had two metaphors pop into my brain i'm gonna share them both because the other one was it's like edward (laughs) cullen 
Thank it's you. so much better than Edward Cullen, but like, I get you. <laughs> the way that he is like attracts people in, but is deadly. It's a whole discussion in Twilight. You know what I'm talking about. I do, sadly. But I the know. only good thing about Edward Cullen is the fact that he was sparkly. <laughs> <laughs> this is shockingly the first time Twilight has come up on the show. I kind of, I'm a little surprised, actually. I mean... <laughs> I try to keep that in the back of the brain as much as possible. <laughs> I, I can't, apparently. Oh, God. <laughs> Formative age reads. What do I tell you? <laughs> oh, oh, what a time. Do we want to okay. get into some favorite quotes here? Yes, please. All right. Okay, here we go. Maggie the Queen. <laughs> I want you to know, Tom. Even though the mask, even through the mask, I saw it on your face. We're all in the same boat here, but that doesn't mean you have to enjoy it like you do. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, on my, yeah. it's on my list. God damn. <laughs> love it. Ah, <sighs> uh, yeah. Yep. That. My, go ahead. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that I have. I basically have written that entire scene right. out on my Word quotes first. list. The it's it's that and it's that dinner table moment where mm-hmm. she says try me, but the the okay. the line that Bronwyn just read. But the I'm sorry, Tom. There's no going back. Yeah. And oh, oh god. And then at the very end of that, when she turns to Sam and she says, "Sammy, we need to talk." Yes. I have literally tweeted that picture. Like I can't. Yes. I love it so much. God, Her with so the good. hammer standing above the body, and it's red and green and just bloody and visceral. And yeah, it's <laughs> got a. You know who? Oh man, I would love to see at least fan art from like Joel Jones mm. for this yes. in the vein oh, of like Lady, like Lady Killer. Killer. Yes, yes, with Maggie and like just like Lady Killer with a cat head. Yes. Um, I mean, that is effectively what we have here. Goddamn, yes. Lady Killer with a Cat Head is the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Tom has one of my favorite lines as well, though. Yes. Oh, <laughs> call me Tom. Officer is my father's name. Yes. I love that line. <laughs> that was so funny. Did, did you see the comment where somebody was like, he forgot to say, or like he should just say that you know, uh, officer was my father's name, and then he'll fool everybody. <laughs> and then I read the next episode, and I was waiting for Sam to do it, and he didn't do it, and I was like, "Oh, oh you fucked up now!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? They'll know. They'll know. They'll You're know. They'll be right enough. You. Yeah, like you've already screwed the pooch, and you haven't. This is the first step in your plan. Oh Not my him. god. Sam was not cut out for this the way Maggie is. No, no. He does uh, get with the program eventually, he though. Like he's he, not Sam, a natural born killer, though. It takes. He's a natural a, born lackey. Yes. Yeah, it takes a little while for his elevator to get to the top, but like once <laughs> once he did, he was but, on board and he was improvising. He's the and, himbo. Yeah. Yes, yeah. he is. He is the himbo of the story. It's like Bronwyn. <laughs> no, I think said, Julian might actually be the himbo. Of I mean, the story. that's true, but <laughs> then it's a himbo on himbo love story. Ooh, himbo on himbo action. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. One of my favorite lines is just the rep- the two episodes where the word "forget" is the only thing we get. 
Right? God damn. Where it's just her like looking at the mirror and then looking at the toothbrushes. And it's like, forget, forget. Oh my God. (laughs) It's so creepy. So effective. Just trying to like erase the new information that you have. You know, top of old information you're already trying to erase. Right. Yeah. It's so good. Trying to like relive the lie instead because in those moments it's too much it's it's too much information at once like your brain has been tripped and now it's firing on all the possibilities and all the things that could be wrong is it easier just to forget and to go back into the routine Mm -hmm. so that it doesn't hurt anymore yeah yeah absolutely oh it's devastating oh yeah so devastating (sighs) There's, there's a line I really love too, which we, we didn't talk about her too much, but I do very much love the character of Judy that we get for like five seconds, our like little revolutionary oh, yes. with her aluminum foil. Yeah. Uh, she has a line where she, you know, she keeps calling it turkey, like your, your yes. oh. turkey. And at the end of this line, she goes, once the turkey is done, you've got to be prepared. And then it's like a panel break that goes on for a while yeah. to carve it up. <laughs> <laughs> All I have for Judy in my notes is Judy is sus. (laughs) I'm on board for Judy. You know what? I'm going to revise. I have a new ship, Maggie and Judy. (laughs) All right. Yeah. No revolutionary murder. Sam Sam and Julian, (laughs) Maggie and Judy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I can get on board for Maggie and Judy. Right. Yeah. Revolutionary. I love it when she's looking at her like, again, significant eye contact. Like, yeah. You're making a turkey, right? Yeah. When she's like, how how many feet does the turkey have? You know how turkey have square feet? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, some people like the triangle feet. I prefer square feet. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, I got to spell it out for this bitch, but right. I will. <laughs> <laughs> you need like 1,200 square feet? Well, this one's more like 900, maybe 1,000 square feet. You know, it's not that yeah. big. We're only feeding four, you know? <laughs> It was so good. <laughs> <sighs> and I love, I love, I love when then Sam, like they got the whole foil thing going on. They've got everything. Yeah. They're like, take it down. They're like, okay, well maybe next time we can do a closet. And Maggie's like, you know, I didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. <laughs> oh man. <sighs> I also liked Linda's line of, it looks like Maggie's gotten into model trains. <laughs> You know what, though? <laughs> Them constantly going in and out of the closet would have led to a whole bunch of other theories <laughs> and metaphor possibilities. We'd be like, what's up with the closet? Well, yeah. I feel like if we're right about Sam, Julie, and Judy, Maggie, then they will nope. come out of the closet at some point. So, right? It's right there. <laughs> <laughs> like they did this for us. <laughs> <laughs> Can I foil your closet? (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Ooh, you bought the Reynolds wrap. That's the nice stuff. Not the no name like last time. I spoil you, baby. (laughs) It's not the amount of square feet that matters, okay? (laughs) It's the way you wrap it up. There's there's dancing going on now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> oh my god. 
And does anyone else have any favorite quotes? No, just that whole that whole scene with uh, Maggie lacing into Tom with the hammer. That that those panels. I mean, I don't know what you that scroll. I'll say yeah. of Maggie standing at the top of the steps. Yes. Oh my god! When they both look up at her and she's just silent and she's got the hammer like at her side and kind of behind her, mm-hmm. and Tom's just like I don't know what I. Don't know what he says exactly, but like, you know, don't do anything that you're going to regret. Yeah. And she just doesn't eve it and just and just cracks him on the side of the head for a second. I have already made up my mind. Like the moment that you stepped inside this house, you were Mm -hmm. dead. Yeah. 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 I love how that goes from a panel where you see the um, hammer with some some like picture hanging stuff on the table. Because Sam had been hanging up the picture earlier, right? Right. Right. So you see that as Sam is leading Tom down the stairs. And then the it it's like the camera shifts. Because I swear to God, this is so in motion. The camera it shifts. Is. And you see, you know, Tom and 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 Sam walking down the stairs. And then it comes back to the table. And the hanging stuff is still there. But the hammer is gone. Yeah. You don't yeah. see Maggie in any of that. But you know. Oh, yeah. The decision has been made. <laughs> it's so good so much is communicated in silence in this it's mm-hmm. bonkers it really is Ugh, i love it <laughs> me too it's so good oh my god steve, so steve can i can we both say i told you so <laughs> I, want, I, say. I want to hear steve tell everybody what he <laughs> said when he finally read it oh so we we were just wrapping up our uh, the 10th annual Talking Comics Awards over on the other podcast. And uh, had I read Everything is Fine mm-hmm. before the awards nomination shows, I would have tried to find a way <laughs> to convince everybody to put a webtoon on our <laughs> list. If only someone had tried to convince you mm-hmm. to read it. Well, in you time. can rub it in all you want. It's we not will. gonna change anything. We will absolutely though. will. Like, yeah, why yeah. don't we just why don't we just appreciate that I'm on board? No. And that like <laughs> that's not enough. <laughs> as soon as soon as the awards are done, I am going to be delving into more stuff on Webtoon because there is a wealth <laughs> of great books on there. And and also, I will say thank you to the both of you, and especially for asking me to be here because it prompted yeah. me to read what is absolutely one of my favorite things probably <laughs> ever because <laughs> I don't remember this much yeah. about comics. Yeah. I can't talk off the cuff about comics like this unless I really, really love something yeah. and yeah. really get into something. And I really really got into this it wasn't that i just read it three days Mm -hmm. ago it's that i fucking loved it yeah it's so good it's so good for all the reasons that we talked about tonight like it's just it is so well plotted and well Mm -hmm. executed and it takes its time and it's Mm -hmm. so deliberate with the things that it wants you to feel Mm -hmm. and it is really like you mentioned the word masterclass. yeah it truly, truly is, especially for somebody who is very new to the webtoon format. 
Mm-hmm. Like I almost feel bad for other webtoons because <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be able to capitalize on like the method of delivery that this story mm. has done. And this is just season one. I know. I talk about anticipation. I've never really put pressure on like a creator to deliver because <laughs> yeah. I, you know, who the hell am I to, you know, anyway, I just, I am anticipating this mm-hmm. like yeah. there's no tomorrow and it'll be really fun. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. <laughs> like, it'll be really fun to be in it with everyone else. Yeah who yeah. is all caught up and hopefully between now and then we can get a couple of our listeners or I get some of my co-hosts yeah. to read it and check it out. Cause I think they'd really enjoy it. And I think that there's maybe a little bit of a, a stigma around going to different mm-hmm. platforms and that maybe yeah. Webtoon is like, you know, the anime romance app. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that, but it's also so much more. And I think this is the type of thing that you can hand to somebody and say, this is what you can do with this setup. Yeah. There's, and you can read the majority of this stuff for free. Yeah. What are you waiting for? Do you read comics? Yes or no? You do? You should go and check out web. Right. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Heard it here first, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So. For our next read. I'm so excited. You've kept me on pens and needles about this. <laughs> I know. I know because up until like right now, I have not been a hundred percent what we're actually going to read because I have so many on the yeah. go. It's so hard to choose. And your poll was completely unsuccessful as it gave you all three options equally. Yes. Completely <laughs> unsuccessful. So, <laughs> um, so I think we're going to go with Novi. Woo! Yeah. Mostly because I have been like so wanting to get your take on this yeah. for so long that I'm I'm just going to force you to read it. <laughs> I'm down anytime. <laughs> All right. Yes. So this is a story about a necromancer who's been around for thousands of years and uh yeah. I totally thought that you were about to say the uh, the, fr- the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song. This is a story <laughs> is all story about how my hell. life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. Like, I was totally waiting for you to bust into it. I'm like, wow, I got to read this. Make that about a necromancer. <laughs> exactly. All right, I'll see what I can do. Playing some b-ball outside school when a yeah. couple of kids, they're up to no good. <laughs> Yo, did the cab in your home. See you later. <laughs> ah, good old Fresh Prince. Good old oh, Fresh Prince. Prince. Well, it's not that. <laughs> not even a little bit. No, 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 definitely not. It's definitely about an immortal with power over death, but you know, okay. <laughs> Is it gay? Oh, so hella gay. Yes. yes. Yeah, <laughs> we, we took a brief detour. So, yeah. yes. <laughs> although I think we made it sufficiently gay. I mean, we did on both ep- both the last two episodes. Technically straight, but we didn't let them be. <laughs> I mean, I think that's just reality. <laughs> Technically straight, but mostly just because you haven't figured it out yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Steve, can you tell our listeners where they can find you if somehow they don't already know from the show that we're on the channel of? <laughs> 
you have your own fans. I've seen the tweets. I've seen the downloads. I see all that stuff. I see all. Oh, no. He's the one behind it. Yeah. And the reason everything and nothing gets done around here. Uh, You can find me online on Instagram or Twitter at dead underscore anchorus. Uh, of course, you can find me hosting the Talking Comics podcast alongside my amazing friends. Uh, we drop shows uh, every Wednesday really early in the morning at like six in the morning for whatever reason. Uh, <laughs> you can also find me. I don't know why we chose 6 a.m. <laughs> we did. <laughs> uh, you can also find me on JoeBlow.com every day of the week where I write about the entertainment industry. Uh, and COVID-19 delays, and all things in between. And uh, I also have a relatively new uh, YouTube series that you can go and check out on the Joe Blow Originals YouTube channel uh, called Animation Movies Revisited. There's two episodes of that out so far, one for the Iron Giant and another for the Emperor's New Groove. The third episode is In the Can, and uh, but I'm not allowed to tell you what it is. So tune in <laughs> and find out the response to it has been awesome. It is a animation retrospective that I write and narrate. And uh, my partner, Jasmine Evan Samuels, does the video editing. And it's been a really great time so far. I absolutely love animation as a medium and especially as a film medium. And yeah. So we're going back and looking at all the greatest movies, uh, animated movies of all time, and we're going to talk about them. So that's what I do. Yay! Yay! Yeah! (laughs) Uh, Anyone have spontaneous declarations before we leave? (laughs) I do. Uh, My declaration is that your show is amazing. And I am honored to be your first guest. I absolutely love this show i think that the two of you are brilliant i love your friendship i love your energy and i wish you nothing but the best in future episodes because i think you've already earned it and as as the i don't know what of talking comics i will just say that we are very proud to be hosting your show and i just think that you're awesome oh you're gonna make me cry We that love was you too. much more sincere than the spontaneous declarations and everything is fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, forget. 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 <laughs> and where can our listeners find you, Bronwyn? You can find me on all the things at Shiny Baby B. I mostly live on Twitter where I usually am tweeting about what I'm reading because I'm always reading. <laughs> And you can find me on Twitter at The Myth of Psyche, where I tweet about feminism, psychology, and also what I am reading. <laughs> and you can find me also on Gotham Outsiders, a podcast talking about queerness and feminism in the Bat family with my co-host, TJ. And you should also be checking out our parent podcast at Talking Comics on Twitter, or you can email them at podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com. And if you want to uncork more web comics goodness from our show, you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Thirsty on Tune, where we should be reading, drinking, and being nerdy. Is there anyone here? Is there anyone what, here? You're starting already? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I need a countdown. I need something. <laughs> Were you not listening when we said start? 
or how about the um, <laughs> recording in session? <laughs> it all happened so fast. Okay. It was all right. We could draw, start over. It's fine. Editing is magic. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to introduce me. I thought you were going to say my name. I have to say my own name. <laughs> oh, doing a muffin. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>